Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single family homes all the way up to 600 plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. So we're going to hit one of my favorite topics one more time this year, and then we're going to put it to bed. <laughs> so, but you're going to want to hear this. It's a very timely because you should be in the middle of a certain process. We'll get to that. And you're going to want to hear some tips and tricks for better handling that process. Now, just thinking back to the prior week, I was having lunch this past week with a uh, a couple that I've I've known for for a while now um, husband wife team they they are investors like I am and, and and in fact they are independent rental owners from a from a multifamily perspective meaning they own their own apartment community just by themselves and they have some some smaller holdings as well and you know during the course of the conversation over lunch among other things I asked them hey are you are you protesting your your property taxes every year? Because this is the time, right? And they said, yes, yes, we do. And then I asked them a follow-up question, do you do that all by yourselves? They said, no, <laughs> no, they don't, in part because in part they do have an apartment complex they're working with. So they they outsource that part of their, their process. They have a lot going on, and they very well understand that real estate investing is a team sport. And in fact, I talked about this on last week's show that was part of the, the, the topics of the day. There, there are simply a lot of hats that you can wear as an investor, and, and protesting taxes is one of those, but you do not have to wear them all. And to that end, this particular couple, they've, they've brought an expert onto their team to take care of that process for them, the, the, the tax protest process. And for today's show, I've brought an expert on. We're going to have an expert on the show with us to have that one final conversation this year about protesting your taxes, to talk about the process, and especially to take a peek at that appraisal review board hearing. That's where you should be about now, getting ready, getting geared up for. So what does that look like, and how can you best prepare your evidence to have success in that 
appeal. Again, by now you should have filed. We'll, we'll get to the process. Without any further ado, I want to bring on my guest. I, I am joined today by Glenn Goodrich with Property Tax. Dot io Glenn, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, Andy. Thanks for having me on. I'm good. All right. And and first and foremost, tell us just a little bit about yourself, so we know who we're talking with, your your company, where you operate, all 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 the, all the juicy details there, if you would. Sure. Um, I'm a licensed property tax consultant. Uh, I've been doing it for over ten years, uh, based out of Dallas, but we really help um, everyone in the DFW area, and then we're also down in uh, Harris County area. And uh, we focus a lot with my website, propertytax.io, on single-family residential, helping people lower that value. So I know a lot of the crowd that we're talking to today is going to be in that boat. We do also have a commercial division that we can help the um, apartment owners with as well. Okay, so the couple I was having lunch with, they have the apartments, and then they have, I don't think they have single-family, maybe their personal house, but they've got duplex, triplex, quad, which I treat as, as, as single family in my mind, anyhow, due to the financing. But I'm just curious, before we get into the, we're going to focus on that, that single family on uh, protesting those those taxes around houses in particular, because that's the broader audience. That The folks that are out there doing it themselves tend to be in that uh, in that right. camp. The, the multifamily people tend to outsource that as it's a little bit more complicated, just very, very upper level. Uh, with houses, we're going to be looking at market comps. That's how those are valued um, generally, right, in the broader market when I sell or otherwise and when they do the, the taxes. But with multifamily, what, what, is the, what, is the, what are the appraisal districts using to, to determine value for a commercial property? Well, they usually start off when they send notices out based on cost. And then when you're working it through a protest, you're doing it on the income approach. Okay. So, so yeah, you're going to be have to income expenses, cap rates, all that good stuff. So you're going to open your books, and I guess if you a lot a lot of the way a lot of the the lifestyles unlimited investors purchase their multifamily, they're buying distressed assets, distressed either due to condition or because the the income's not there. It's it's poorly run, <laughs> has right. very little occupancy. So they're just going to open their books and say, here's our cash flow. You know the cap rates here in the area, therefore our value's well under. What you've got yeah, on. and like a little a little tidbit that might help with you during that transition period is look at the lease up cost. You know, okay, you're you're assuming that I'm operating it at, at this high level right now, and as the new owner, somebody's lifestyle, I know how to operate at that high level, but it's going to take me some time to get to that point with new tenants and tenant turnover, and so maybe look at lease up costs to try to get the value down for this year. Okay, got it. I've always just wondered. Um, again, I'm a single family operator primarily. I'm I'm a passive in some multifamily deals, so I don't get anywhere <laughs> close to that level of detail yet. Now, maybe I become like my friends, an independent owner. Then, then you and I might have that conversation. Um, but I, what I want to ask now, just thinking about the single family ho- homeowners out there, may, maybe 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 the listener's not even an investor, but owns their personal house. Can mm-hmm. you give us a just a general idea as to the why? Why why should we protest? taxes every year and what's the general process look like we've got about a minute and a half well it's a it's a pretty easy process so there's really no reason not to do it um the, the main reason is when they send out notices they're just kind of using high level aggregate information computer crunching to to value your property and so there's a big opportunity for them to overvalue you during that that high level process and so when you file a protest by law, they actually have to shift their method of valuation to a targeted specific valuation for your for your specific property. And so it's a it's a free way to get the government to take a closer look and verify if they've got your value right or if they can um, lower the value. There's no risk in doing it. So there's 
there's no risk in them saying, well, actually, we've got your value too low, so we're going to raise the value. Um, it doesn't cost anything to file a protest. So there's only upsides to doing it. Um, there's no downsides. And that's and a great point. Uh, and it's, it's part of your operating expenses, um, you know, whether you're, it's part of your mortgage or if you're an investor, it's part of your, you know, monthly uh, budget. Um, it's just a way to reduce your cost of ownership. Absolutely. And I like the point you just made. I think it's a misconception in the market. And I've harped on this in prior shows earlier this year. The, a lot of people operate under the assumption that if I go in there and maybe, maybe I like where the value is, I want to get it even lower if I can. And I'm afraid they're going to take it up. They cannot do that. You have nothing to lose, but maybe, maybe a little bit of time if you're doing it yourself. We'll talk after the break about um, the appraisal review board. How did you get to the point where you're even going before the appraisal review board? Let's understand that, Glenn. And later in the show, we'll talk about effective tactics in this market. So stay tuned. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Talk 1370. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. It's time to turn up the volume and fine-tune your passive income plan so you can create the lifestyle you've always wanted. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And we are joined today for one last hoorah as we go through the property tax protest. We're joined today by Glenn Goodrich with propertytax.io. And... Uh, they, they've been a vendor with Lifestyles a little over two years, uh, based here out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, and Glenn, you mentioned ahead of the break, um, you, you guys service the, the broader DFW area. You're also now in Harris, and I know based on our uh, chat over the break, you're, you're looking to, to expand a little bit more uh, broadly. Um, we talked a little bit ahead of the break about why people should protest. It doesn't cost anything. Maybe a little bit of time if you do it yourself. If you don't have time to do it yourself, hire a company like my, my friends did that I met with for lunch. That's what Glenn, there are lots of folks out there that do that. In fact, Glenn, <laughs> I don't think I've gotten any letters from you. But boy, I checked my P.O. box yesterday. I checked it earlier in the week. Uh, That's where I get all my mail for my, my rental properties. And I just have stacks of letters from sundry property tax protest companies out there. There are quite a few. And and, and some poor company seems to be sending me one per property. <laughs> they need to right. maybe scrub that list a little better, I guess. But uh, anyhow, um, let's talk a little bit now about the, we talked about why. Why? Well, because it's easy and, and you have nothing but upside. You can save some money. 
Uh, now, we're a little bit further into the season now, which is why I wanted to bring you on for this particular talk around the Appraisal Review Board. But before we get to the Appraisal Review Board, can you talk a little bit about the steps we might have taken to get to that point? And I think there are a few counties where we are still maybe just starting the process. Um, so what's that process look like more broadly? So the appraisal district sends you a notice of appraised value, which is they're saying this is what we think your property will sell for on January 1st of 2021. And you have 30 days to file a protest on that value. And when you file a protest, you're, you have two ways to file a protest. One is... Um, that I think the value is incorrect, which translates into I don't I think you have the market value too high, and the other the other method of filing a protest is unfair, which means that I think that you have me valued unfairly to other similar properties in my area, and so you can file on both methods. We do recommend that you file the protest on both methods. Um, a lot of people make the mistake of filing that they think, I'm, oh, I'm just unfair, I'm just valued unfairly. Um, but what you do when that is, is you introduce comps in your neighborhood where they say, well, you didn't file a protest based on um, market value, you filed a protest based on equal and uniform, and so the, inter the evidence that you've introduced isn't relevant to the method of protest. So it's always important to file the protest on both, both reasons. Um, so once you file the protest, the, uh, you're, in, you're in the door, and you start this informal process with the appraisal district. And when, we do recommend that when you file the protest that you submit evidence along with that so they see where you're coming from on your opinion of value. So usually when you file a protest, uh, especially if you're using the online portal uh, that the appraisal districts offer, you have to enter in an opinion of value. And that just that's just what you think the value should be. And that should be uh, ideally backed up by evidence that you submit. And that's what we do on our website, Property Tax IO, is we we help you uh, save time and, and tell you what value to enter in during that process. And we provide you the evidence packet to do that. Um, so once you have filed the protest, uh, and it's still relevant because even if, um, you know, you still have 30 days. So every appraisal district has a batch of properties that they notice late. So even if you're in Dallas County and you just received your notice a couple of weeks ago, you still have 30 days from when they sent you that notice to do that. I know that Denton County sent out notices late this year. And actually, they had to reissue notices again because they made a mistake. And so uh, the deadline, I think, for Denton is normally June 14th, but some people have until later in June to file because they got re-noticed. Um, so once you have the protest filed and you've gone through the you're in this informal uh, part where the appraisal district can make you an offer to reduce the value, um, and you can either accept that or not, and if you don't accept that, that's when you go into this appraisal review board process that we're, I think, going to talk about in a little bit. Okay, so I want to circle back on a couple of items. And, and as far as that informal process, so you, we've got 30 days from the date of notification to have filed that initial request to do the protest at all. And based right. on your recommendation, and, and I know, and I don't have my, my statements in front of me today, but but normally I, I would look at those in the very first two boxes I can check check on Dallas County or, or Tarrant or Denton, whatever. It, it's those very two points you made, market value, which is this, basically what it would sell for, and then um, unfair value relative to how the 
appraisal district has other houses around me listed on their website, how they have valued them. In other words, it's not a market value, right. it's that, that tax valuation. Exactly. There are other things exactly. on there, you know, maybe the uh, an ex- exemption is missing or whatever that you can also right, right. <laughs> check. But it's those first two that you commonly are protesting on and that you want to check. If so, So if I've checked unfair value... I cannot now then go into the ARB and try to talk about market. They're they're just going to shoot me down. Well, if you if you only checked unfair, if, okay. if if you only checked unfair. Now, if you check both, you can talk about both. Um, okay. And that's why that's why we recommend you check both because you you just want to have all your options available to you, and and it doesn't hurt you to to check both reasons. Yeah, and you know it's interesting. We we so we 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 do this every year. Um, and and I I'm, I'm one of those DIY guys. I have not yet outsourced this part. But um, I, for whatever reason, Glenn, I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment. I like to go in there and argue with these guys. Um, maybe, maybe get it done beforehand if I can. But for Tarrant County, for example, I actually have two uh, windows of time that were allocated to me for the appraisal review board hearing. One for that market value, and then a couple minutes later, I think it is one for the, one for the the unfair right yep. uh, value. So they're handling that very discreetly. I think I think Dallas Denton do that a little bit differently. Now for Denton County, so I filed my protest for my counties, except for Denton because they did they were very late to the game, and I was very surprised because on my rental houses, they didn't take them up very much. So. Is the other shoe about to drop for me when I go to my P.O. box on Monday? Am I going to see a 20, a 30, a 40, a 50 percent increase all of a sudden? Um, well, you, it, it, you might. I know that they had a software changeover, and they've, they're kind of behind the, the eight ball on, the, on this year's. They're kind of getting their feet under them with, with a new software vendor, and so they made a mistake. They're having to reissue a bunch of notices, and I'm not sure how widespread that is, but it's big enough that we've heard from enough people, so... It's, there's nothing nefarious. Like a lot of people initially thought, oh, I filed a protest because some people just get, get it in the notice and they just automatically file a protest. And then they received another notice from the appraisal district at a higher value. And they were like, is this a result because of me filing a protest? The answer is no, that's not what happened. It, it was just a, it's just a simple software issue that they had. And they re-noticed a, a big group of people, irregardless if they filed a protest or not. So Okay. They're not doing government bait and switch or anything like that. No, no. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I will I will closely monitor my P.O. box now because we do have properties in Denton County. And, and again, I was I was surprised. They, they, the market's up and, and they didn't really handle me too roughly this year. Uh, so I, I hope I'm not let down when I when I go check that next week. Um, OK, that's very good information to know. So we talked about the broader process. So for a lot of people, you should be you should have filed already. And you should already be in the middle of this informal window. And Glenn talked a little bit about how you, you may have that informal conversation. This is commonly, Glenn, where I just go down, get in my car, drive down unannounced to the appraisal district, take a number, wait my turn, and go talk to somebody behind the curtain briefly before I get to the appraisal review board. Let's talk briefly about that when we come back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice.
We're back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. We're here to answer your questions and help you become financially free. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb, and I've got Glenn Goodrich with me from PropertyTax.io. We are talking about protesting those property taxes. Uh, we've talked about this off and on throughout the, the season so far because we are firmly in property tax protest season, and I want you to get out there, and I want you to get it done. I want you to save yourself some cash with our local governments. And if you've got any questions today, you can give us a call here in the studio. The number is 855 497 43 Again, 855-497-4335. Or if you're feeling shy, send me an email. AskAndy at L-U-I-N-C dot com. Now, Glenn and I were connecting over the break, and I was just exchanging some experiences I've had, and he's shed some light on some of the process for me as well. And I, I mentioned to him, Glenn, I mentioned to you that um, it's interesting because in this year, it's about half of my portfolio was was not touched at all. They they haven't taken taken those properties up there flat against last year, and, and some of them even now three years running. What, why is that? What is I mean, the market's up. What's what is going on there? Yeah, I think it's just a matter of resources with uh, some of these bigger appraisal districts that they, uh, especially in hot market where they get protest volume that goes way up. You know, Dallas they all set record protests every year, and they have limited staff to uh, deploy, you know, resources of gathering market information. And so they kind of target different areas. Like one year it was South Dallas that they targeted. Uh, last year, East Dallas got, tar you know, I'm speaking in Dallas County, but you can apply this really to a lot of major appraisal districts where they'll, they'll shift focus geographically. And um, this year it seems like, you know, Mesquite and Garland and all that is being targeted. So it, it all, that also speaks, you know, did you file a protest on your properties last year, Andy? Absol um, absolutely, every year. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you got and you got a reduction on them or? Most of them, yes. Yeah, and so that's another benefit of filing a protest is you never know what they're going to do next year, and they could roll the values. And so filing a pro, you know, if you, had you not filed a protest and gotten a reduction last year, you would be, ha you would have two years of that high value, whereas now you've got, two years of that lower value that you're going to benefit from. So it could have potentially multi-year uh, benefits to filing a protest one year. Absolutely. And, and and as I mentioned, not just two years, but I've got a couple in Dallas County that were now three years out. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy to see that. Now I, I protest those as well. You know, I want, I want, We'll see how far I can get them to go. You know, some, some yeah, stuff has that, changed. Just because the value, yeah, just because the value did not increase, there's that, there could be evidence that's out there today to get the value reduced even further. So it's, it's not it's not an excuse to sit it out, really. Um, I, I say stay diligent. There's no there's no risk of doing it, so go after it every year. Absolutely. Now, when we're going after it, we're going to eventually potentially wind up in front of the appraisal review board. Now, I, I was telling you over the break, I, I, last year I did everything over the phone or, or by way of email. I had those ARB hearings scheduled, but I never actually had to get that far because I handled everything successfully in the informal part of the the protest. So what is that informal protest that I'm talking about? What does that involve? And, and I think I tipped my hand a little bit in the earlier segment where I tend to march on down, get in my car, drive down to the appraisal district and take a number and go talk just kind of off the books with the, one yeah. of the appraisers. So like Pre-COVID, pre that, that, that was how you would do it, is you would do it more in person. Ever since COVID hit, and this is more true for the for the larger appraisal districts. I know some of the smaller appraisal districts are still doing in-person stuff, but some of the larger ones, um, 
have eliminated the in-person informal process. There is still an informal process, like you were saying, which is you can call on the phone or do it through email or through the online portal. And so um, what that process is, is you're discussing the information of, of where the appraisal district is coming from on their offer to you. So if they're making you an offer or if they're, if they're not making you an offer, what comps are they using to support their value, um, that kind of thing. And, and, and you can, and it's an opportunity for you to discuss your information. And you're, it's more of just a conversation of, of can we work this out, you know, without having to go to the official appraisal review board hearing. And the appraisal districts are interested in that, working it out informally with you if they can, because a big concern that they have is the schedule. You know, the appraisal districts are responsible for scheduling the ARB, the appraisal review board, and they have to pay those people out of their budget. And so the, mo the more that they can work out informally, the better for them, because they don't have to uh, pay ARB members to show up for more hearings. So it's worth it for them to work it out with you informally if they can. So we always ask people to engage in that informal process. Aha. That is a very key point of interest to me. I, I didn't realize that that was on their budget. And that, to the broader audience, the listener now, that is, again, reason to file that protest. They're whether, whether you actually get down there to deal with it or not, at least file it. <laughs> Let's inundate them. They're going to get you scheduled for that ARB hearing. Now, if you don't show up, it's not going to hurt you. Um but they're going to they're if we do that in mass right that's going to give them incentive to maybe revisit the process or at least then when i personally go down there to do my informal thing or over the phone hey they're going to be more willing to to negotiate is what i'm hearing yeah i mean it's not like it's not like they just roll over um you have to have evidence on your end or they have to see reason on their end to lower the value so i don't want to give people a false sense of it's just an automatic that you follow protest you get a reduction um but there is incentives on both sides to work it out informally for sure. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about evidence here in just a moment. Let's get to the last part of the process. So we've, we've done, we've, we filed either online or sent in the, the, the packet to by, by way of mail, maybe dropped it off at the Dropbox. We've, we've got that ARB, that appraisal review board hearing scheduled. We know when that's coming and it has to be scheduled. I think they have to give you at least two weeks from the t date of your filing before you have that ARB. Um, in the meantime, we're going to do that informal hearing. That's that's our first, I mean, first shot at, at getting that reduction is when we do that online filing, let's say. Second shot is when I when I go and do that informal hearing. If I'm not happy with I got with what I got, the offers I got in return in either of those first two stages, well, now I'm going to go to the final. And it's not even the final, but for most people, the final stage, which is that appraisal review board hearing. So let's talk, Glenn, let's talk about ARB. When I hear board when I when I, it sounds very formal to me uh, maybe it makes me a little bit nervous who who is the ARB what what is it and and, and should yeah, I be a nervous? lot of people a lot of people are get really nervous during the whole protest process process whether it's dealing with the appraisal district or especially at the ARB they kind of think of the ARB like and a lot of people actually use the wrong terminology they say I have to go down to court it's not court uh, at all it's much more <laughs> informal than that an ARB is just it's a, it's a volunteer panel. I mean, they get paid, but they have to be um, taxpaying citizens of the county that you're in, and they're just normal people. They have to they have to pass a test issued by the comptroller. It's usually a lot of you know retired people that are doing it for supplemental income. Um, so it's it's nothing to be intimidated about. They're just normal taxpayers. They they want to help you if they can. The things that they really value are. Are you coming to the table with, with something that's going to help me make a decision quickly? Um, are you prepared? And 
you know, they're not out to get you or hold value. They're not, they're not, they don't work for the appraisal district. They're actually separate from the appraisal district, even though the appraisal district has to pay them. So yeah, you, you know, you can make a little connection there if you want about, um, right and left hand being buddies, but, um, you know, by law, they are separate. Um, I know in Tarrant, the ARB is extremely independent. In Denton, the ARB is extremely independent from the appraisal review board. Different, uh, and I think that is true also in Collin County, but um, in some other counties, you'll see it's not so separate, but it's still technically uh, a separate body, and uh, you, shouldn't be, you shouldn't be nervous about engaging in the process. There's nothing that bad that can happen. They're not going to fault you if you make a mistake. They're just human beings. Um, yep. Let me second that because it, it's very formal at, at the start. If I think back to my last time I went down in person to the Dallas County Appraisal Review Board, there, it, it's me in the room. It's the th- it's a panel of three, right? The Appraisal Review Board are three volunteers, like you said, and then one of the the local county appraisers is, is present as well. And it's very formal. I had right. to read a statement or state who I am and my address, and everybody had a formal statement. And after that, it, it just it, it it evolved or. Yeah, evolved, I guess, into just conversation. And, and there were times, the first time I did it years ago, I was nervous. And they, the, the, the ARB gentleman, I remember, he, he, he pro- prompted me. He's, he, he helped me along, in fact. <laughs> so I think a lot of them understand that you're nervous if you are doing this for the first time. And, 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 and they are impartial. They should be. And, and they want to help you out. They, they want to hear your argument. You know, if you're shaking a little bit when you hand them your papers, they're, they're going to notice that. And they'll, they'll just give you a sly grin and work through the process with you. So stay tuned. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. I am joined today by Glenn Goodrich with PropertyTax.io. They've been vendors with Lifestyles Unlimited for a little over two years now. When I say vendors, we've got, uh, as part of our program, Financial Freedom Program and on up, we've got a what we call a vendor hub. And when I need to build out my team, if I've got an area that maybe I've been doing stuff myself, like I do, like my property tax protest, maybe I want to automate or, or outsource a piece of that. That's where I go. I go to that vendor hub to see who's on there. Uh, you know, I just look up property tax protest companies. I would come across Glenn, your company, or maybe others out there as well. Um, maybe I need a tree guy. Maybe I need a floor guy. Maybe I need an HVAC uh, tune-up or something like that. That's where I go. I go to that vendor hub as, as a starting point. Um, and I, and I want to put out there as well, I want to mention because it's less now, less than or fewer than three months out, our Wealth and Passive Income Expo 2021. And I, and I tied this into the vendors because we have something at this event called the Expert Hall. Now, the Wealth and Passive Income Expo, that's going to be here in my neck of the woods. If you're new to the show, just catching it for the first time, I sit in Dallas-Fort Worth, as does Glenn. And the Wealth and Passive Income Expo is going to be right here at the Irving Convention Center at Las Colinas. So right in the middle of the Metroplex, that's going to be Friday and Saturday, September 3rd and 4th of this year. If you want to learn more, go to WealthandPassiveIncomeExpo.com. There are multiple packages. If you're more focused on single family, you can read about that there. If you're more focused on multifamily, you can read about that there. If you don't even know what you want to do, this is the place to be to better understand the various paths that you can take with real estate investing. So again, that's WealthandPassiveIncomeExpo.com. Uh, use the promo code Andy, A-N-D-Y, if you decide to register. That gives you $97 off any of those passes. 
or packages and it essentially makes the general admission free so give that a go wealth and passive income expo.com and glenn at that event we have what's called the expert hall and i bring this up for the listener because if you are looking to build out your team this is a place to go expert hall is going to have vendor tables the radio guys will be there as well it's where i went last year and started talking to lenders and cpas and so on so it's a good place to meet and greet network meet other investors but also find those members of your team if you are looking to go in a different direction outsource become a little more passive as 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 it were now Glenn, when it comes to becoming a little more passive, we do need to gather evidence. We need to present evidence when we go before the appraisal review board. Can you talk a little bit about where do I go to get evidence? What does that look like? How, how should I present that? What, what should I think about as a DIY guy for now that's going in in front of the ARB to, to make my presentation to get that value lowered? Request the appraisal district's evidence officially. Um, send a letter uh, to them certified so that it's time-stamped. And you have what's called a 14-day evidence request, which is I'm telling, hey, appraisal district, you have to send me the ARB packet that you're going to present in my hearing, and I have to have it at least 14 days prior to my hearing. And what that does is that locks them into the evidence. They can't alter that evidence once they, once they send it to you. So then now you've got all their cards on the table, and you know what there's going to be no unknowns about what information is going to be discussed on their end at the hearing. Um, and so you can start preparing a defense. If they've used a comp, you know, if they're using a sale in your area that's sold for really high, you've got time to go online, maybe look at the Zillow photos of it and talk about how updated it is, things like that. Um, now, that's the defense part of it, which you can kind of make work for you as an offensive approach. Um, on the other end of it, there's going to be comps that they're not going to put on their evidence that, that could be relevant to discuss. And, um, you know, maybe they're only choosing high sales and there's some middle and lower sales that are just as relevant and that, that represent that range of value. And so um, you can get a list of sales. I know on my website, propertytax.io, that's what we do is we, we, we have reverse engineered each appraisal district's system, and we tell you which comps would be credible to use in their system that, that favor you for a reduction. Um, and so that's really what we save a lot, you a lot of time on that. Now, if you, if you're, if you want to stick to the 100% do-it-yourself solution, um, you could maybe contact a realtor that you know and get a list of sales. However, I would strongly urge people to stay away from just doing a simple price per square foot comparison because um, appraisal districts never do any valuations at a, on a price per square foot. And when somebody brings in a price per square foot comparison, they're, they're first to talk about how they're missing adjustments that, are, that should be made on the property. So uh, size differences, condition differences, all these data points that they track. And that's really why we created the, my website to begin with, which was to really give you an honest look at how the appraisal district is going to view that information in the system. Now, so, does, does propertytax.io, does it actually see the, the comps that the district used? Or you're not probably not privy to that information, are you? We, don't, we aren't privy to that information. Unless, but you, if you do request that information from them, you can go into our website and enter in those comps. And we'll tell you how it plays out as well as give you the comps that they aren't telling you that you should be using. So we really give you the big picture. We, okay. we make you aware of what, what might hurt you, what can help you, and then if there's comps that they're using that aren't already populated in our system, you can enter it in, and then we'll, we'll add it to your list of comps to tell you how that, how that you know, where you can start beating it up, that kind and of thing. 
And let me add here that that's commonly an approach I'll use for the informal part of the discussion, which, you know, we'll sit down with the appraiser. Well, in the past, <laughs> we would sit down with the appraiser. Now it's over the phone, I guess, depends. And they'll say, oh, they'll look at those comps that you brought and say, you know, that is a good one. Let me let me plug that one in instead of this other one over here. Mm -hmm. So they'll, they'll work mm -hmm. with you commonly. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's definitely a good a good approach. Right. You know, and now if comps don't help you, like we were talking in the break, how the market's just on fire right now, um, then there there's a method I call get outside the database. And that's use photos. You know, when you're staying inside the database, it's, it's more like comp selection. I use these comps. They use these comps. They do a few clicks in their database, add that comp to their system, and then it, it auto-generates a number. Um, if, that, if that process isn't helpful for you this year because the evidence just isn't there, then maybe get outside the database. Use photos. Take photos of maybe, maybe you haven't updated that kitchen for an investment property you just bought. And you've got the original kitchen in there still. Take photos of that uh, and dispute the condition rating of that property. Now, each appraisal di district is going to call that something different. In Dallas, they call it uh, desirability rating. In Tarrant County, they call it effective year build. Uh, in some places, it's called percent good. But it's all the same thing, which is just what's the condition of the property. And that, that speaks to the updating that's been done. Maybe you've got a foundation repair that you need to do. So if any repair issues existed on January 1st, uh, be sure and bring those up. Get estimates, things like that. And it's interesting. I, I lever that particular part of the, the, the property uh, tax roll, I suppose, very, very often and, and, and very much typically to success, which is that in Dallas County, like you said, what they call desirability. Um, I've got the list of, the, you know, they, they, they go from excellent to very good to good to average to fair. All the way bottom is undesirable. I've never gotten them down that low, but just <laughs> going from, say, good to average and average to fair um, right. is can be a pretty massive shift. And sometimes it's, like you said, presenting those pictures and building a story. I, I try to go in with a story, and yeah. commonly my story is this is a rental property, and you can see based on these pictures that it's not being well taken care of by, by the occupants is my implication yeah. and what I'm implying, right? <laughs> yeah. Photo, photos tell them something that they don't know about the property. If you're, you know, if you're just doing comp selections, they've got, they are, they know the square footage of the property. They know what it's sold for. They know there's a lot of information that they know about property. What they don't know is what that actual interior looks like or that foundation estimate that you got that they don't know about. Um, so tell them something that they don't know about the property. And tell them in words, tell them in pictures. Right, right. It's a very good point. I, I can remember years ago sitting in my, my front office in, in my house and, and a van drove by, a, a little white panel van. I didn't have my four-year-old at the time, but if I did, I would have ran out and grabbed him and said, get inside fast. And there was a little slit cut in the side of the van. They were taking pictures of my house from the outside. <laughs> it right. turned out it was the appraisal right. district. So they know what it looks right. like on the outside, but they don't have any idea what's going on on the inside, do they? No, well, they get they 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 get permits and, and information like that, and they will actually drive neighborhoods and look for work being done. But that's that's information that goes in the direction of how can we increase the value of a property. You know, somebody's doing a permit. That's work that's being done to enhance the property. We drive by and we see workers in front of the house. We make notes of that. That that gives us information to increase the value of the property. What they don't know is what's information that that decreases the value of the property. You know, you. You don't file a permit on on needed on a um, on a bad kitchen. You know you file a permit on a kitchen that needs updating. So those are all sensors that they have that send up flags that say, oh, okay, we can increase the value. 
But like you said, all they know is the inter the, the front of the property. They don't know what you haven't done to the property yet, yeah. or what needs to be done. Shed some light on that for them. So we've just got about a little, un- about 45 seconds left. So Glenn, first of all, thank you very much for joining me today and, and pointing us in a little bit different direction as far as protesting this year goes. Market will be difficult using those market comps. So focus on condition, get some pictures and get into the process. If you're in Denton County and you haven't gotten your notice yet, you still have time to file. Maybe you've gotten it. You've still got that 30 day window going on. If people want to learn more, Glenn, wh- where do they go to check you out? Uh, my website's the best place. It's www.propertytax.io, like input, output, I-O. And we have an online chat there. And so uh, you'll be able to chat with licensed property tax consultants live on the website. So that's that's the most accessible way, easiest way to get a hold of an expert. Awesome. Propertytax.io. Speaking of experts, come out to the expert hall at the Wealth and Passive Income Expo. Go check out wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Use my name for a $97 discount, A-N-D-Y, all caps. Hey, I thank you for listening today. And Glenn, thank you so much for joining me today. Our last hurrah when it comes to protesting those property taxes. Get out there and get it done. Thanks again. And remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Thank you for listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.